Here it is, the conversation I really wish I was not having. The toughest conversation ever and now recorded and shared with you. Please be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe. Subscribe to the Gift to Shift podcast on your favorite listening platform right now if you can. This is an important episode and topic, and it will help others who are looking to find it. Your feedback matters, and I'm grateful that you're here. This is my first quote-unquote interview. I rather call them conversations, but in the world of podcasting, they're called interviews. And this one is so raw, personal, and emotional. Some said to me, don't you think it's too soon to have such an intense conversation? Maybe save it for later. Perhaps it would be best if it's not the first one. Isn't it too soon for her mom to talk about her? Well, here we are doing what has been placed upon our hearts. Here's the deal. Most importantly, Eggly and I showed up for this conversation the way Natalia showed up for life authentically, courageously, and lovingly. This conversation is about honoring the life of Natalia Colon Harris. Natalia was a professional top fashion model, a cancer thriver, and a positive body image activist, as well as the kindest and sweetest person. She was born and raised in New York and always dreamed of walking New York Fashion Week. And she did just that with some top designers such as Michael Costello and Walter Mendez, just to name a few. She was featured in Women's Health Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine, The Morning Show in Australia, Telemundo, and displayed across Times Square's billboard. In addition to all these wonderful accolades, her beauty really came from within. She was on purpose and she was determined and she was clear about what her intention was. It was about spreading a message of hope to the world. And her purpose was to use her platform to heal, heal humanity. It was always about how will this help others? She empowered other young women and little girls to embrace life with its perfections and imperfections, to keep a positive outlook on life, and to never, ever, ever give up on your dreams, as she did when she was just 12 years old. You see, Natalia was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is a bone cancer that affected her right femur at that age. She had multiple surgeries to replace her femur with a titanium rod, and she relearned to walk with many painful and difficult sessions of physical therapy. But one thing she did not do was give up. Soon thereafter, she went on to pursue her modeling career, travel, and start her college degree in journalism. 10 years later though, in 2019, she was diagnosed again with renal medullary carcinoma. She had surgery to remove her kidney and recovered. And that same year, she went on to adorn the cover of Vogue. She was featured in national ads with Delta. She walked New York Fashion Week. She was part of season 17 of Project Runway. And throughout it all, her faith was undeniable. She had a heart filled with joy and gratitude always. You see, Natalia learned that from somewhere. And today, her mom, Egli, Dr. Egli Colong Stevens, is with us. With such humility and openness, you can hear the pain in her words, but you can also feel the strength and the courage in her heart. She was teary as you might expect. My heart was beating fast. 
And here I was talking to my dearest friend about the most painful experience in her life. Egli opens up the door and invites us in for a conversation about how Natalia lived with gratitude and love. And at the very end, victorious. Natalia is, was extremely intuitive and in touch with her inner soul and um, had a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ, with her creator. So she went within, she operated uh, from a place of faith and, and uh, discernment. But I specifically recall being at the doctor's office when we were given that horrible diagnosis and she immediately said, no chemo. Yeah. So, and the more that we found out about this particular form of cancer, which was, we were told that it was unrelated to the first one, to the osteosarcoma. The second one was renal medullary carcinoma, which affects many young people, many people of color who have tested positive for the sickle cell trait, which she did. And I have the sickle cell trait as well. There's very little. Very little is known about this kind of cancer, and uh, all that we know, it's a, it's a merciless, very aggressive kind of cancer uh, for which they only have trials, mm. but very few successful cases, many few survive it, although we were always filled with hope, and we thought that she was going to survive it. So you are coming back from the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with her. And she said, I got this. Mm -hmm. yes. And so, you know, there were times that I felt as though she didn't have all the answers. And like you said, the, where she got those responses or where she was able to get that response that would satisfy her, so to speak, for lack of a better word, but really resonate with her was in your eyes, mm, you know, you. to be able to see God within you, you know, so when you didn't have the word, she was comforted by that, you know, and I, I'm, I'm saying that from somebody who's looking from the outside mm -hmm. in. And so I know you personally, and I know your energy, Very well. <laughs> and I know how much you love life and your bountiful gratitude that you exude and that you resonate with, and Natalia has that. And so it was just so beautiful to be able to see that kind of transition to the very end, it, w it was still there, that form of gratitude and that form of, you know, peace that... Um, surpasses all understanding. <laughs> yeah, a peace that passes all understanding. So when you're looking in, you're like, how does she do it? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, on a more practical level, we are surrounded by a support system, which you are part of, that immediately... Uh, started the research of what were our options if what was being offered uh, from the medical community, the conventional medical community, we were not going with. Because just to be clear, Natalia made a decision. Yes. And she made it immediately. Immediately. And under no circumstances was I going to allow anyone or anything to pin her against uh, the wall and make her make decisions based on fear. 
Yes. And when we didn't know what to do, we paused mm. and we silenced ourselves and we went within. I mean, to the point of when her kidney surgery was scheduled and uh, as a family, we were not done as a team, as a support system, which you were very much part of and Janet and all the DDs, um, my squad, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were not 100% sure and we let her sleep through the day of the surgery until there was complete communica- communication from the uh, leading expert at MD Anderson. We wanted communication among the medical community. Uh, we felt that that was lacking and we postponed the first surgery. And when she woke up, we just had to tell her what was go- that we had let her sleep through the, the, um, the alarm and uh, we darkened the room and we explained to her, like, this is what's going on. You know, we're going to make informed decisions and uh, we're going to make sure that you have the best care. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that you're saying this because there are going to be many people who are going to be listening to this that are either undergoing chemotherapy or another form of, um, you know, holistic perspective of, of care. And, you know, there is a tension of that yes. you feel like needs to happen yes. immediately. Absolutely. And that oftentimes can cause lots of stress. Yes. And you are saying that you essentially purposely took a pause. Mm-hmm in the midst of the most emotionally disruptive time. Correct, yes. To be able to say, I'm just going to pause here for a second. Yes, and, and I made sure and I made sure that that morning my husband and I showed up to the hospital and I explained to the medical team um, that we were not ready and that we wanted both teams to be in full communication. I want to make it very clear that we're not against the medical community at all. The conventional, we're not against conventional medicine. However, we also realized that Natalia had reached her limit, um, that there was very little that they could offer. And when you say she's reached her limit, um, what do you mean by that? Okay, so the first time around, Natalia underwent 19 cycles of chemotherapy on a weekly basis, pretty much. We were in the hospital for almost, in, for almost two years, in and out. Um, she underwent several surgeries to reconstruct her leg and physical therapy. And this time around... Um, the trials that were offered to us, Natalia had had that same chemotherapy 10 years ago, and they had some concerns. However, because there was nothing else available, they were willing to give it to her again. And that's when Natalia said, no, I'm not doing it. And I specifically recall our oncologist of 10 years saying, well, you know what happened to Steve Jobs? Um, And I can go on and on and on. And I just remember leaving that consultation room in tears 
she had just been discharged from the hospital from having the kidney, uh, her right kidney removed. And uh, we were told that renal, renal medullary carcinoma was so aggressive, more aggressive than pancreatic cancer, that they were expecting it to come back during her hospitalization from that day. So we felt the world on our shoulders. However, something deeper than ourselves kept telling us that that was not the way to go. Um, I kept listening to what she was saying and uh, going to that place of clarity where she was, where she clearly said, I don't want to do chemo um, anymore. And, uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, because in that year and five months, since the time of diagnosis, January 21st, 2019, Natalia lived. Did I mean, she? I mean, Natalia lived. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, she did. Nothing, she, nothing stopped her. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but that year and a half, she traveled. You know, she went to Greece. She went to Turkey. Um, love found her. Yes, it did. Um, they planned a life together. I've never seen my daughter so happy before. We traveled so much as a family. And death was the furthest thing from our minds. Like, we were crushing it. Like, yes. They say like every they say, single day. Every single day. Every single day. I mean, she worked until the very, very end. Um, like her most important jobs, like the Vogue yeah. cover. Right behind <laughs> us, does. sitting on the chair. So if you ever see my podcast on yes. uh, YouTube, you always see a chair and you yes. always see that magazine there because it's just her space. And so um, it's her space and it's also a reminder for me to live my best life mm -hmm. and to be able to be present to every second. Yes, and that and she so, was. And she was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Her courage is what stands out the most to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, know? for me. She forged her way based on her beliefs. And right. Natalia, and I write in my book, Unbroken, yes. our book, that she led the way. She led the way and, you know, um, children have a way of teaching us mm -hmm. how they want to be parented by us. And a lot of times because of this power that we think we have over them, you know, we miss it. Mm -hmm. And um, it almost happened to me. And um, I'm glad she taught me mm -hmm. how she needed to be parented and that I listened and that I allow myself to be taught why I'm broken and what was Natalia's favorite part of the yeah, book. Yeah. So she loved the entire book because I start off talking of what life was like for me when she was, when she was being formed in her mother's womb, which reminds me of Psalm 139, which I often quote in the book. So she got to know what life was like when she was being formed. She got to know me better because I shared some of my childhood um, in the Dominican Republic. But also she got to remember what it was like for her when 
she was undergoing treatments because as you can remember, um, the side effects were so severe sometimes from the treatments that she will be, uh, they will have, they will sedate her for a couple of days. And she didn't remember um, a lot of that. And then she got to write her own chapter <laughs> at the <laughs> end. So she got to laugh a lot and learn about me, about her, about the world, what the world was like in 2008, because it took me 10 years almost. The book was there. And for some reason, last October, which is going to be a year. A year anniversary uh, yes. of the debut and the release of Unbroken. Yes. I, we just decided to publish it again. We had no idea that Natalia was going to pass. We really thought we were going to be um, that case. <laughs> but in, to some extent, we are. Yes. We are, because we yes. got to live, to have quality of life, yes. to have quality of life and live. And I came to the realization that a lot of times the healing doesn't come here on earth. She was really intentional about creating the life that she wanted. Absolutely. There was no chances. Oh, absolutely. it was all, It was methodical. It was intentional. And it was always with God first. Always. And so her faith and belief Always. was so strong. How did that start? <sighs> I need to take a deep breath. Like the saying goes, you don't realize how much you need God until you realize that God is all you have. And my life is a testament of faith. And I always shared with her where God had brought me from. And where God had brought us from together. And I don't think I was the preachy parent. Um, you can tell me. <laughs> Maybe I was. Just but a no, little but bit. I, just not all, all the time. Bit. Not all the time. But. but I am a firm believer that children do not listen to what we say. They watch what we do. And God have always had first place in my life. Um, and she saw me, we prayed together. Amazing things happen when we pray with our children and for our children. So you have been very much part of our journey. I was a single mom from the time Natalia was 16 months old until she was about 18, 19. <laughs> and um, prayer was very much part of our lives. So it's uh, almost like you took God on as a co-parent. Correct. <laughs> that was supposed to be the title of the book. <laughs> what was it supposed to be? Uh, Co-parenting with God. And now the book is called? Unbroken. And she came up with that. She did. She did. I want to talk a little bit about the books <laughs> and what books helped her most. Oh, absolutely. In the, in the, after that time, after she came back um, and from the hospital, after her kidney was removed, and then she... what. What tools, what is it that she leans upon? We've already established her faith. Her faith, yes. Which was, she was steeped in that. Yes. Um, and she leans on that and really just flourished. Completely. In that, in that love, in that comfort 
of yes. God. And so what other things supported her in this process? Oh my goodness, so many questions. Packed into one. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm so not a journalist. Like, no, I'm no, like, you <laughs> really are. You really are. This is flowing so beautifully because I have declined many interviews and podcasts. And this is actually my first outing, my first time yes. um, giving an interview or sharing. Um, and many would say that it's... Uh, too soon. Mm -hmm. And so I have um, gotten that from a few people that are closest to me in my life saying, is it too soon? I wouldn't have said yes, had I not felt comfortable. I also feel that it's necessary. So immediately, um, once my support system, including you, and you know, my Vermont sisters, my, you know, you and the rest of the women. <laughs> and, Jen and of course, so, Jen <laughs> so Jennifer's here and she's Jennifer, raising her hand like, Je yeah, with absolutely. the smirk on her face with the mask. Because it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost given like I, sure. I am she's, blessed she's and, mom. and Jenny is a second mom and Jenny is my, my youngest sister who is like, my firstborn, I was 13 when she was born, and she has been by my side, by Natalia's side, all her life. They are best friends. Um, and immediately, all of you went, put on your researchers' hats, and went on a hunt, pretty much, for the best holistic uh, natural care out there and I remember at one point all of you were ready to send me to Tijuana <laughs> we were willing to do anything 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 because Natalia was ready mm -hmm. um to do anything absolutely and she was doing all so yes. we all felt whatever that may look mm -hmm. like um to be able to support her mm -hmm. And whatever we could, exactly. we had no, we had no idea how that was going to look like. And but, there were no limitations. Right. Um, and the first thing that was put in our hands was Dr. Kelly Turner's book, uh, Radical, Radical Remission, Remission. Uh, which came like our second Bible. I mean, I have the book, her actual book back there, which I had to tape two or three times. And pretty much every family member had to read it. We all came on board with it and we had to make drastic changes quick um she refers to them as the nine key factors you know for surviving mm -hmm. cancer radical remission and one of them the first one is having a strong reason for living which mm. natalia had more than anything else natalia wanted to live i mean at some point i realized you know i she wanted to stay alive for me, although she was in so much pain and for her dad and for all those who love her. But Natalia had many reasons for living. Um, the second one is taking control of your health, which we always have. And both of you coming from the healthcare system where we met 25 years ago at Brooklyn Hospital, yeah. we knew firsthand how things run. Mm -hmm. um although great yeah yeah but if you're watching the video you're seeing exactly uh, what we're yeah. thinking we're we, we're trying to we, be as 
um, gentle in yes. regards to the um, healthcare system as because possible because they're not totally heroes, they right? really are they really are they really are uh, but we also didn't grow up in a world that it's used to questioning right and Natalia learned that very well I from us oh, from you <laughs> from you, you. <laughs> uh, she questioned me she challenged me many times and I love that that's the kind of child that I raised um, do your own research and go with your internal GPS to make informed decisions uh, to be a leader mm -hmm. and to take control of her health um, which is brings me to point number three uh, in Dr. Kelly Turner's book, which is uh, following your intuition, which we call we call it um, in our internal GPS mm -hmm. or the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, number four, make a radical change in your diet, and that we did not only in our diet, but what um, we put on our bodies. Um, so makeup was changed, hair products lotion, soap, toothpaste, yep. uh, filters on in our bathrooms and our kitchen and shower. Um, another filter <laughs> to remove the fluoride from the water. I mean, an outing with Natalia was mm. intense. We had to travel around very well prepared with everything that we were going to consume because as a result, you know, it became like a family thing for most of us um the use of herbs and supplements which became very much part of we immediately were put in contact uh, by my cousin with a wonderful herbalist um radical but we needed someone radical and he opposed from the very beginning um the kidney surgery, but I was so afraid. We were so afraid. And uh, this was a new world to of us. Course. And we were advised, at least. You did the best you could with the information that you had. Correct. Yes. And, um, you know, there's weight in that. Mm -hmm. Because from a perspective of being on the outside, you can't make that decision. Mm -hmm. You can't look at it from a judgmental perspective you know it has to be a place of just welcome and just awareness and willingness to be able to shift your perspective yes on that yes yes and so you guys did exactly that mm -hmm. natalia did exactly that you yes. know she she was able to gather the information assimilate it mm -hmm. and then go ahead and say okay this is what I'm going to do. And then she yes. moved forward in that, in that way. That's yes. a gift. That Yes, it is. There's a people, so many people can stay stuck. Yes. And the should have's or the could have's. Right, right. And what, you know, what is it that I could have done differently or mm -hmm. should have done differently? And right. obviously we all do that. But to the extent that she was, this is the decision that I made. And this is the decision I'm moving forward in. And I remember her sending me texts of her watching the Netflix movie Heal, mm -hmm. which the book, Radical Remission, 
is a part of and based on by Kelly Turner. And it was so relieving for her to be able to see Mm -hmm. that other people were Mm -hmm. making these radical choices. Absolutely. And I almost feel like radical remission what is is it was our community it, it became right. our community our yeah. distant community we realized that we were not alone right. in this journey because at times it, we felt alone right. uh when we told people that we were not going with the with traditional with conventional medicine it was like oh, how dare you oh my goodness so it was tough yeah i would i would um i could see that being the case i i worked as a child life specialist for many years in the hematology oncology unit and you know it's one of those things that you're just like Mm -hmm. let's just give some breathing space here yes let's just find out exactly where we are in all this and not the medicine, the diagnosis, but where you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And Natalia did that. She did. She stopped and she was like, okay, where am I? And she did it consistently, meaning I like to say that on a regular basis. She checked, she checked with herself. herself. Yes. Yes. And so it was so mature of her and so um beyond her years. Beyond her years. <laughs> yeah. And so she lived um with that sense of purpose that she was an intention yeah yes and and it it was it you just wanted to be around her all the time absolutely she did the work right always always have done the work and so natalia is a top fashion model correct she's a body image advocate she did she's an author a Mm co-author she um is a A college graduate graduate Mm -hmm. um and she has traveled and you know she she has done so many things in her life Mm -hmm. but if you go deeper and you look at actually her instagram account and you go back and you read her posts and you hear what she has to say Mm -hmm. about life it's not about the superficial things in fact i decided to go through her instagram account and grab all of her posts oh, of what God. she said. And I remember putting them down and thinking, did she say this? Like this is this is some deep profound shit. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say shit because it was just so it was some deep shit. Like why are you what are you you are so beyond your years and so her sense of maturity and her her faith deep steeped in just gratitude. It was so huge that it was, um, it was, it was such a gift. So you're right. She did do her work. And if you were a part of that, you knew how much she intentionally created everything that you see on the outside, she intentionally created. And that came with a lot of work, came with a lot of vision boards, a lot of tears, a lot of going back and forth, a lot of standing in line, you know, going to casting, a lot of rejections, rejections. Mm -hmm. a lot of heartbreak, um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of um, physical pain. Mm -hmm. Yes, physical pain. And a lot of physical pain. And you you would have never known how much pain she was really in. Absolutely. So Natalia used the runway and the fashion industry 
as a platform to bring a bigger message, uh, one of self acceptance, mm-hmm. one one of of embracing our differences. Um, she hoped for all young girls, young women to love themselves, to embrace themselves with their perfections and imperfections, and to realize that they are more than enough. And she got invited to speak at high schools uh, to share this message. And she had big dreams and she left everything. She intentionally didn't leave it that way. Natalia was a compulsive note taker like I am. We never go to bed without a to-do list for the next day. And she gets that from both her mom and her dad. We both walk around still with a book Mm -hmm. uh, where we write our to-do list to maximize our time, maximize our money, maximize our, our everything to just, you know, Natalia, we all see the success, you know, the project runway model, the Vogue cover um, model. But behind that, you know, it's about a decade of knocking on doors of photo shoots of rejections and all along my 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 sister was there you know um uh, guiding her uh, because as i wrote in a in an article um a couple of years ago i was against that career <laughs> to some extent oh, okay uh, although i do it now i became a lifestyle, a lifestyle model. model with the same agency that she is signed on. Um, and what I realized is that... Um, what the did I realize? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. We were <laughs> you were speaking about how... Um, how essentially, you know, she was online and she was doing right. the work to do it. And, yeah, you know, that didn't after come years, overnight. It, did, it didn't come and overnight. Right. It didn't come overnight. And, and, and Natalia, you know, it's, it's having a dream is not enough. That's right. You have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And Natalia worked for everything that she had, everything that she conquered. Um, and she prayed. She prayed and she trusted she trusted God. And so and she and many times she like as you mentioned, she prayed with a vision board. She created right. images. And uh we looked at one of her latest vision boards and it's she's like, Mommy, I need to create a new one. And I think you worked with her on creating a new one because she had accomplished everything. everything. Yes. Even her new home was right. everything that she uh, had envisioned. Mm-hmm. So Natalia took a very active role in creating the life that she wanted to live, but she also surrendered mm. and trusted God and um, and never compromised mm-hmm. her values That's and morals right. and was unapologetically who she was. And, you know, I really saw a shift um, after her second diagnosis. Um, after she was she had recovered from um, the surgery, I saw a shift emotionally and um, mentally um, to a place of strength and fortitude. So it was almost like 
Yeah, and I believe that it's um, in Kelly's book about the emotional shifting that needs to happen in order to um, think positively. Now, we have this kind of idea in our world that thinking positively always changes things and that it comes so easily and naturally. But it wasn't particularly, it wasn't only thinking positively. It was also this intention of like, I understand what's coming at me. I hear the information. I'm going to choose to use it for good. For good. Absolutely. That's actually point uh, number six and seven in the, uh, in Kelly, Dr. Kelly Turner's uh, nine key factors to radical remission, which is six, releasing suppressed emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. Um, and that's something that we both did. And just releasing, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others. And Natalia is one of the most forgiving people that I will ever meet and also grateful. Natalia operated from a place of abundance, this place of gratitude where she took nothing for granted. And uh, But releasing suppressed emotions, none of us have a perfect life. By no means was I a perfect parent. I did the best that I could. And, you know, but we all come with baggage. And I was intense. And so was she. (laughs) Together we were fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so in promoting uh, positive emotions, she embodied that. Natalia walked away from gossipy yeah, toxic environments. And she was so in tune with herself. She could sense fake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really, really. Good. And still yeah. be respectful and be your friend. But it's not really a person I want to hang around yeah. with, Titi, she would yeah. say. Yes. You know, and so at 23, 24, to have come into your own, people take a lifetime. Yes. To do all those things. It took us long. <laughs> it took us long. <laughs> we've grown together we really are soul sisters and we have done the work hard work together we have been a mirror to each other and hold each other accountable but at 22 at 23 at 18 at 16 nowhere near homegirl was doing it yeah nowhere near where Nat is yeah on another level level. and that's what I feel is so um, palpable yes about her presence and about who she is and who she was because I still fear her, you know. Oh, me so too. Me too. I, I I understand when you when you don't want to use past tense. Yeah. Because she, her legacy still lives on. Correct. And so why um did you feel this was necessary? You mentioned it earlier that you felt that this conversation was necessary. Because both the book Radical Remission and the movie Heal aligns with a lot of the work we have been doing most of our lives on how our thoughts, you know, can create our realities and also how our thinking can affect how we feel physically. And uh, Natalia wanted to make sure that not only was she ingesting, eating healthy foods, but also healthy thoughts and a healthy lifestyle, healthy relationships. Um, and I, and I, when I think of all that she gave us, Natalia gave us the opportunity to shift, mm. um, which is the yeah. gift to shift. 
Yeah, this is this is why the podcast name came to me mm-hmm. that first weekend in May. Mm-hmm. And yes. it just literally, um, I was having a conversation with someone and someone said, you know, we were in the midst of the pandemic and um, someone said to me, um, yeah, I'm just shifting. And then I said, yeah, it's the gift to shift. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew. And that was May 3rd, that weekend. And she left us May 6th May at 3.49 p.m. Yeah. And so this episode is in her honor. Absolutely. You know, Thank this you. Is, Thank this you. Is, this is um, the call to action, mm-hmm. the uh, force within that is um, undescribable. You can't put into words. You can't, you can't write about it. You just have to share about it. Absolutely. You know, and and that's what that's why I felt it um, so important to be able to share her story and to hear it from you. You know, you. because your mother daughter relationship was so loving and caring, but just on another level, you know, on another level of just support and kindness and respect. And so. What do you want them to really take away from this conversation? What do you want people to understand about who Natalia is? Oh my goodness, that Natalia was bigger than life itself. That she was intentional about living. That she didn't waste a moment. That she operated from a place of gratitude. That she was a loyal friend and that loved deeply and fiercely. That she lived with hope. I realized that she didn't she didn't stay too active. We didn't stay active in social media six months prior to her passing. But and very little is known about her last months, days here on earth. But I want everyone to know that she lived with joy, with hope. She lived with hope, and it is that hope that keeps me here, that keeps me standing. Um, She stayed in the present moment, and she was courageous till the very end, and she took her last breath in my arms. Um, in my sister's arms. And uh, the night before, her dad and I slept with her. She was no longer conscious, but she could hear. And she knew she was loved. And right by my side was um, my sister and my parents who left everything Um in the Dominican Republic, they're happily retired there. And they came to be with us from January. And my husband um, was by my side. And Natalia went back to her creator in the midst of a pandemic by which she was not affected by to some extent. Um, but she was surrounded by love and by all those who loved her. I want people to know that it was not easy for her and for us to make the decisions that we made not to go with conventional medicine, 
uh, to decline chemotherapy. It didn't come from a place of fear. But please understand that Natalia underwent 19 cycles of chemotherapy, that this was our second time around, that we were not naive as to what to expect, and that we did the research and we had an entire team of some who are in the medical field directly, physicians, nurses, um, that knew very well, that put us in touch with top organizations and the leader, leading uh, researchers. And after we had all the information, we made an informed decision to go what, with what was best for us. I truly believe that life is not measured in years, but how you live those years given to you. And we gave Natalia the world. Her dad and I, the entire family, we poured ourselves into Natalia, but there was nothing else that we could offer her. It was time for her to return to her creator. And what a gift. What a gift. She is the gift that keeps on giving. The gift of all gifts. The gifts of all gifts. Because whenever I thought of my daughter transitioning, I mean, we couldn't even have those conversations, you know, you and I. But your love for us kept you standing and, and coming back and meeting us where we were at. And um, what a beautiful home going. What a beautiful home going we had. On the day that she went back to be with her creator, I knew her dad, it's like 4.30 in the morning, and her dad went home to shower and change, to come back. My husband was taking a nap, and I washed her up all on my own. I anointed her with oils. I dressed her in white. I put on her playlist. And until the very end, I spoke words of affirmation. And I reminded her, like on the diagnosis, when you're in my kitchen mm -hmm. with Patsy, and I told her, travel light. Mm -hmm. You know, I told her not to be afraid, not to be afraid to go she was going to be fine to follow the light that she completed her circle yeah that she was being called home that there's nothing else i could have done uh, that we could have done right yeah and my heart is full your heart is full and remains unbroken because it's grounded in faith yeah. it's grounded in the faith that old faith from my grandparents into my DNA because I can't even take credit for that. Mm. The reality is that I missed my daughter terribly, that the past 2,640 hours are unspeakable, unimaginable, but I'm living through her strength. She taught me well. Yeah, when we, when we do connect, you say, I learned that from Nat. Yeah. You know, and... To be able to keep her memory and her legacy so at the forefront of your each and every daily activity. Every I wrote a post this morning that <laughs> said um, she has a picture and it says celebrate everything. Yes. 
And that's her. And that's that was us. her. That was us that's too, us. right? Yeah. We that's us. Everything. It's always a party. <laughs> it's always a party. And I said uh, in the post, big things and small things. Yes. Everything is a gift. Yes. And um, for you to be able to um, really take that in, um, you know, that, that place in your heart where you can, you know, feel the feeling, be in the moment. And then say, I learned that from her, or I can remember that from her, or she gave me this ability. There's, you know, that's like here. Yes, she's here. She's here. She's here. I'm learning to to see all the signs from a gift from God, a gift from God. And only those who have lost someone this close can understand. Right how I see her in every sunset and a cloud in the form of a wing in that red bird that visits me every (laughs) time the cardinals every time (laughs) blue jays Uh, that was our thing and she will say a visitor from heaven mommy and um, also what our faith has taught us that I'm going to see her again How significant is that promise now? Oh, so, so significant. It's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me going, reminding me that my journey here is not over. And you are one strong woman (laughs) filled with so much faith and um, courage, just like your daughter. I mean, she got it from somewhere, you. you know? And so what would you, what would Natalia like for others to do in her memory? So there's so many people that love her and care about her and love you and care about you. And I don't mean do, I don't mean the word do as in doing something. I mean, do as in being. What would she want her legacy to be? displayed in the lives of others to pursue their dreams not to be afraid to dream big but don't compare yourself comparison is the thief (sighs) of joy and it intimidates us to go after our dreams um natalia we all thought it was going to be impossible for her to accomplish (laughs) The things that she has. I mean, I mean, when I, my mom was like, yeah, yeah, you will be all of that. But she was afraid for her. But, um, and I just want to mention, okay, I just want to mention this because this is really important. Natalia, after her first diagnosis, um, she had that surgery. The scar was, I don't know, how many inches? Like, Um, I forgot. Like, it's like a literally it's, I like say it's about 20 inches, 20 to 25 inches. So, okay. Yeah. So it, it went down her entire leg, her, it, you know, her knee. her knee and, and, and she had to relearn how to walk. Mm-hmm. And then and not only that, one day we showed up to physical therapy, remember, and she said to the, right, she took I my mean, stilettos. Right, right, right. And I took her in a wheelchair because... She was in a wheelchair for quite some time. And she said to the physical therapist, not only are you going to teach me how to walk again down the runway, 
but you're going to teach me in these heels. And uh, the therapist was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's, and they did. She's, she's 13 at this time, yes, right? Yes, correct. And so they just think it's this kind of, you know, 13-year-old who have these, you know, ambitious, ambitious goals and dreams. But Little did they know. Little that- did they know. Yes, and they were always very supportive of her and very, very proud. And I have great affection and gratitude for the entire team, medical team at our hospital. And, um, but, you know, I want Natalia to be remembered as a gentle soul that was not, I don't want to say afraid because it's okay to feel fear. But do it anyway. Mm. And that's what she did. Um, that fearless kind of thing, I, you know, sometimes can set a, a false expectation. Right. Set you up. Set you up. I, we have seen our daughter. I've seen her afraid, but fear never stopped her. Uh, she felt the fear and did it anyway, in her own way. And she made sure that she opened doors for others. That's right. Um, Natalia, my God, she had so many, many dreams. And she said that she was not ashamed of her scar and never allowed anyone, as a matter of fact, turned down That's right. jobs uh, that will try to Photoshop um, her scar mm-hmm. or to hide it. Same thing with her hair, yeah. her hair. Um, she's a, she was a little revolutionary That's in right. her own gentle way. Um, Loving, loving. She was uh, a game changer, right. a shaker, a mover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember and that's what when she came here to do. She came to shift us all. That's right. I had to be on my toes. Right, right. <laughs> on my toes 24-7. She made sure of that. And then she would laugh. And yes. she would say, Titi. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Mommy's so funny. Look at yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, it's so interesting you mentioned that with her hair. Yes. Because I remember... She was in California and she mm-hmm. took a selfie of her mm-hmm. at a um, a salon. And yes. I think this was the beginning, the of, beginning the of the movement, right? Yes. Of the movement yeah. with her, her natural yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. And I ju- so she came back for a visit or something yes. and we saw each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. She was like, yeah. She's like, so how's that working out for you? Mm-hmm. Because I knew that with hair and makeup and styling and, and in, you that know, she was in that industry and taking a certain job and so forth and so on. And she said, oh, no, Titi, I told them that um, I like my hair this way and I'm not doing any jobs that require me to have straight hair. Absolutely. I mean, I remember her saying to me that she had to tell uh, a client, this is who I am. That's right. This is who I am. And uh, this is part of my race. Um, so she was unapologetically comfortable and proud of who she was, a young woman of color, um, a mover, a shaker. And this world is in need of healing. And I think through her life, she brought healing to others. Natalia was my greatest teacher. <sighs> I have to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I can say that, that she was that to many, to many, to many who in many cases are older than her. And she came to teach us all and leave us an amazing legacy that will live on. Amen. 
My faith has helped me push through every day and see life in a positive manner and put things in perspective and see the good and the bad and the light in the darkness. Natalia was definitely placed here on earth for a reason. What I learned from her was that we are bigger than whatever situation that we're going through. You define your life, not the situation. Thank you so much to my soul sister, Egli. Her friendship and her sharing her gift of Natalia with me. Please visit the show notes to order your copy of Dr. Egli Colong Stevens' book, Unbroken. I will also link her information there as well. Thank you and big hugs to Jennifer Colong and Alexandra Sharney, who supported the creative piece of this Gift to Shift podcast. Their work is genius and it flows from a place of authenticity. I really could not have done it without them. Make sure you grab their information in the show notes. Thank you to Dr. Kelly Turner. Her book, Radical Remission, will also be linked in the notes. This book was pivotal in Natalia's journey and the community is so powerful. And if you'd like your copy of the audiobook Radical Remission for free, here's a gift for you. Start your free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash gift to shift and download the audiobook Radical Remission for free. If you already have it, get anything your heart desires as there are literally thousands of titles to choose from. And you can listen anywhere. I listen at home. You can listen in the car, whatever works. Share this link with your friends so they can get their free copy. And both links will be available in the notes. Please be sure to share this episode with others and rate, review, and subscribe to the Gift to Shift podcast right here on whatever listening platform you're on. Share with those who can use some support, encouragement, or inspiration. And make sure you find support in your own journey of healing, however that may look. Go to my website, gifttoshift.com and let's connect. Shoot me a DM on any of my socials if you're looking for one-on-one support and coaching to live your best life. Remember, healing comes in multiple forms and I'm so grateful I was able to share just a little bit about Natalia's life and her legacy. And so I ask you, what will your legacy be? Natalia chose to live her best life despite the challenges and I hope you do the same. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk next week.